Welcome to this episode of Our Tech Thoughts with Micah and Isaac. This is our first real tech episode. We'll be going over foldable phones, which is a very interesting topic as competitors, markets such as Samsung and Google are trying to make the considerably an interesting product to see. It's kind of a race for the first official good foldable phone. Which I don't really see why we need to be making foldable phones, but on that later. Yeah. I mean, like we kind of started with foldable phones with the good old flip phones, and now we're on to real full-size screen foldable phones. Yeah. There was actual screens this time. All right. So the points we'll be going over is good neutral points and like bad points. And then there's like really bad points, which you kind of would never want to buy this phone for. So let's go on to our good points. All right. So these are the first like good points about foldable phones. So the first thing is that it keeps the phone small. So when you're traveling or something or just keeping it in your pocket, it helps keep the screen size down because like I have a laptop and I've often wished that I could like fold it so that way it could fit into my bags easier and not take up as much space. So think of it as a phone when it's in, I guess you could say, folded phone. And then when you open it, it's kind of like an iPad or a Samsung tablet, whichever one you have. It's just a little bit smaller, so it's a mix, kind of, if you can imagine that. Mm -hmm. And then the second point is it's a bigger screen, as you can tell, because it's a foldable phone and a smaller package. So you can still fit in your pocket and everything. It might be a little bit bigger, but with the bigger screen size, you can use it for like watching movies, streaming things. It can be much more useful. That's another, um, I guess we're still on the good points, but one problem is the big screens and how to keep that safe. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, one other thing about the foldable phone is the question of can it fix the notch? Another race that's going on in the phone industry right now is trying to remove the notch that Apple introduced with the iPhone 10. Now, the closest to that is Samsung right now. Of course, they're making the first foldable phone, which we'll get into. But the Samsung Galaxy S10 kind of has the whole punch approach. So if anyone was wondering, we don't technically have true fully non-bezel-less smartphones yet. So we're just trying to get rid of the notch right now. Exactly. And then one way that the foldable phones can fix that without having like a hole punch is that since it's foldable, there will be like three screen sections. When it's folded up, there'll be like the front screen section. And then when you open it up, there'll be the two middle sections connected to be as one. So the front section could actually have a camera on the front where you could use it as a selfie camera. And so that could help solve the problem of the notch. Yeah, so there's going to be multiple cameras. There was two front-facing cameras and what, like three on the back, something like that? Yeah, I think there ended up being a total of six cameras. There's two on the front, or no, sorry, one on the front, two in the middle, and then like three on the back or something. Yeah. So all those cameras, one of them could focus and just be like the selfie camera that you can use the screen to see yourself, but it won't take up any screen space. The next point is it would be a little bit more expensive, but you are paying for, of course, the tablet and the phone. You would be able to, you wouldn't have to buy both a phone and a tablet, which could be more expensive depending on the phones. So think of it as both your phone and a tablet, aka as phablet, which were used to be relevant at a point, but not really anymore. The phones um, now, like the flagship phones, are usually around $1,000. Some of the budget ones are closer to like, 750 or something and then one plus yep <laughs> 
And then the tablets, I was just looking up some app iPads for my grandparents, but the iPad Air, the new one that they just came out with is like 600 bucks. So a foldable phone could be like worth a grand total of $1,600 for like mid of both. So another point would be cases. So a cases is really interesting for a foldable phone because how flexible would a case have to be and what kind of structures would it have to work around? So would they just be flimsy cases that don't have any strength? Because if you want a strong case for this phone, this phone is way too expensive to be able to drop and have it protected. So would it have a thin fit or a stronger fit? What would the durability be? It would be hard for companies to make a case. I think it will be very interesting to see what they do, or maybe they don't make a case at all. Now, if they don't make a case, I think that is a really big risk of buying this phone because you do not want to drop it. Yeah. There's a tech company called Spigen, I think, S-P-I-G-E-N. They um, have made three different models for the Galaxy Fold, which we'll talk about a little bit later. That's like the first foldable phone. But they have three different models. They, they're called the Tough Armor, Ultra Hybrid, and the Thin Fit. Um, each one has different levels of durability, so the Tough Armor obviously would be the thickest. But that would also make it a lot harder to like fold open and close. So when it comes to cases for these, you'd have to kind of like make a decision. Do you want the durability of it or do you just want ease of use? And then also another problem with cases for phones is that each company that's making these foldable phones has it folding a different way. Some have it folding inward like a book. Some have it folding outward. It just, it's hard to decide which way to make a case for a phone when there's so many different models like that. So another like neutral point about this would be that the phone is still the same depth as the normal phones when it's unfolded. But when you fold it, it becomes a little bit more than double because you can't just fold it flat in half because there's a little bit like think about it when you fold a piece of paper. When you fold it, there's still that little bubble at the end because there isn't a mechanism yet to make it fold exactly in half. And if there was, then you'd be bending the screen like folding that and then the screen wouldn't be like one unibody screen which is another problem with foldable phones is making that screen bend for long periods of times and over and over again so let's go off of the samsung galaxy phone and go on to a nokia which nokia has been notoriously not have been really that good at making phones but it's very interesting because they had a concept called the morph in 2008 which was a t technically a foldable phone but when you were done with it, you could slap it on as a wristwatch. There was uh, audible gas from the crowd for when this happened. So it's very interesting to see from like 2008 that this was a concept. But the technology back then to 11 years to now is very interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure how that would work with like, you know, those slap on wrist things like, yeah, they're like strong. But when you slap them on, like you would think with a screen and everything that it would break. So I'm not quite sure how they were planning on doing that, which is why it was still a concept in 2008. So that was an interesting idea that the morph phone from Nokia had in 2008. Now we're going to take a break and let's go into a fun segment. So we're going to talk about how our first breaking of technology or something we broke so i had an ipod touch third generation and i was in the bathroom doing my business 
and I was looking at my iPod. Because let's be honest here, don't don't even think that you don't bring in an electronic when you use the bathroom. It's bored in there. I get it. So I was done. And I was flushing, and my phone, my not my phone, my iPod slipped out of my hand and went into the toilet. And it was stuck in there. I literally tried my hardest to get it out. And my dad eventually had to come up and get it. It took like five minutes and there was so much water damage. It was pretty much done. And you could peel back the screen and see the technology. It was disgusting. Ooh, that's horrible. Okay, so for my breakage or break, uh, mine was, mine still works. I still have it. It's my first phone. Like what teenager doesn't break their phone? So funny story is that we were on vacation um, this summer and I had my phone in my pocket with my earbuds and my dad and I got early, got up early in the morning one morning um, to shoot some video for the company he works for. So we went down, there's like a river. And so before we left, my mom said, make sure that you guys take your shoes and socks off and put your feet in the river because we were there the other day, just not for shooting. And she said, cause it feels really good. So we get down there, we shoot everything we need, get some slow-mo, get butterflies flying in slow motion. It was pretty sweet. We come back up. We're, Where are you filming this? This was at Sequoia National Park in California. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So we get back up. Because there's a little bit of a hike to go down to the river. So we get back up. We're putting the gear away. And I'm like, <gasps> we never put my, our feet in the water. So I take my phone out of my pocket, open up the passenger seat door, and start to throw my phone onto the passenger seat because it's padded. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then my earbuds got tangled on my finger and got caught. My phone swings back before it can hit anything and oh. lands in the concrete parking lot. Oh, oh, that yeah. was rough. And you don't have a case on this. No. Phone. So for anyone wondering, Isaac's phone is like dirt tree. It's what? A track yeah, phone? It's an LG track phone of some sort. Yeah. So don't expect him to actually have a case anymore. His phone is worth less than an actual good case. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when it dropped, the nano or the SIM card didn't work at all. So it took me like two hour long calls with track phone to get me a new SIM card to work with my phone. Didn't work for like a month. So we finally got the SIM card fixed, but I got cracks all the way across my screen. And but honestly, I'm kind of fine with my phone because I don't use it for a whole lot anyways. So yeah, you can't really his phone. Truthfully, guys, you could maybe play one game, but it would have to be such a basic game with nothing really going on. It's more or less just for texting and calling, pretty much. Yeah. I can, like, <laughs> have an app open, but as soon as I go to multitasking and switch to another app, it has to reload the entire app. That's how much RAM it has. So. <laughs> yeah. He has what? And what is your sensor for your front facing camera oh my cameras the rear facing camera is a five megapixel camera and my front facing camera is a two megapixel for comparison the iphone models have yeah. 12 megapixels he can't take anything yeah. on it that's just sad so you could tell that we broke in some technology i haven't cracked my phone i've came close i've dropped this so many times at this point that i'm shocked it hasn't i don't actually have a screen protector on it i know i only have like a five dollar case don't judge me i also just throw my phone around now just because it's already broken so yeah you could probably yeah for you it's 
pretty much worth it. All right, so now let's go on to the bad points of this phone. So I'll start off. What is the point of a foldable phone? And what is your thoughts on a foldable phone, anyone? There's Are they supposed to be a hybrid of a tablet and a phone? That's way more screen making and susceptible to cracking. Like, I just don't see right now why you need both a phone and a tablet in your pocket. I guess for someone it could be very useful, but right now we're just not at that point where you need a hybrid. Until the technology gets significantly better, um, there's really not too much going for foldable phones right now. Plus, like when you fold and unfold the phones, first of all, the glass isn't like super durable. So after a certain amount of folds, it's going to turn into like broken or bent glass. And then also the UI is horrible. Um, obviously, that will probably come cl faster than the hardware. But like every time you fold and unfold the phone, it takes like what is seemingly forever for it to switch from folded mode to unfolded mode in the UI. Now, the UI can technically be fixed. That's more or less just a software thing. You can get software updates eventually when this thing comes out and after a certain period of months, they could probably fix that. So I don't think Samsung's foldable phone will do well. And the reason I say that is I don't think it will compare to their flagships. The S10 and S10 Plus and even the S10e are very good phones. I just don't think that kind of money is worth it now. I think in the near future, when foldable phones have hit their peak and they've made them as well as they can, they'll be good. And the price point right now isn't worth it. I would just get an S10. Even going back to like their Galaxy Note 9 and even just without the Note, just the Galaxy 9, those are still really good phones and they're probably even cheaper now than when they first came out. So... The Galaxy Fold, even though it's like new technology and everyone's excited about it, I still am not seeing a way that people are going to want to pay that much for a phone that's not as good as their other ones. Yeah, so the base price for the model, I don't know if they'll just have a base model or higher end that hasn't really been that much announced, but right now the base price is $1,980. I don't know if that's worth it. Yeah. I just don't see it. I mean, like, you might as well just get two flagship phones for the price of one foldable phone, and then you can have, like, one Apple and one Android, like some people that are rich have. Yeah. it Just to be compared, of course, Apples are ridiculously expensive. Like an S, not an S10, a iPhone XS is around, like, $1,100, $1,200, depending on how much you spec that thing out. That's still like six hundred to seven hundred dollars less than a foldable phone. Like that's just not worth it right now. The Galaxy Fold was announced February twentieth, two thousand nineteen, so it's about two months old ish. To sum it up, let's talk about our thoughts. So I'll start it off. Would I buy this phone? Truthfully, right now I would not. I'm not any Apple fanboy or I hate Android. It's just that right now it is not worth it. I have an iPhone 6. It's not really that good, by the way. But either way, I'd still almost take like an iPhone 6 over a foldable phone. The foldable phone screen is just way too small. Only a 4-inch screen. An iPhone 4 had that screen. It's just not there. I just don't know. Right now, I would give the phone like a three out of five stars, maybe a two and a half. It, I just don't know. 
So what do you think? All right. So my thoughts, even if I had a million dollars to spend on phones, I'm pretty sure the Galaxy Fold would not be top of my list at all. I'm not even sure it made like the top 25. So it's just, I like the idea of having bigger screens, but like keeping the package smaller. But like if there is a way to make laptops that you could literally just like pull out the sides of the screen to make it bigger, that would be ideal. But like right now, phones, personally, I'm not a big believer in phones right now. I use my computer to do most everything. So like if you give it a bunch of specs, I'm not going to like especially want it. But what I really want is just the ability to be able to easily use it. And the Galaxy Fold is not there right now. No, it will. I think Samsung will see this phone and they'll probably tweak it. I think they'll make it interesting. So I'm curious to see where that will go right now. The biggest kind of new phone right now is gaming phones. That's the end of our episode. So you can support us on Apple podcast by giving us five stars. We were just added onto Google podcasts and Spotify. So if you want to listen to it there, if it's easier for you, you can go into the description and find those links. And then if you want to go to our Instagram and follow us, it's our tech thought, no S or is there an S? There is no S we, okay. Technical error. (laughs) Yeah, we, we might've messed up our Instagram account, but that's another time. So that's been our episode on foldable phones. Make sure to keep your juices flowing. This is the end of the episode by Micah and Isaac.